Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today's episode 184 of the jimmystable.com podcast, and I gotta say, it's been a while. It's been about two months since my last podcast, and considering I try to record these on a weekly basis, that's quite some time without uh, any podcast episodes. And I've had some people notice, and they've reached out to me, and just be like, hey Jimmy, is everything okay? Because the last time I went two months without recording a podcast episode... I was going through a divorce. My wife had just uh, left me, and uh, I was going through the process of that, and that was a couple of years ago. And like last time, people reached out and said, hey, Jimmy, what's up? And last time, I decided to provide an update, and uh, you know, it was with some very tragic and dark news that hit, hit my life. If you want to go back to episode 118 of the com podcast, you re- can recall uh, the episode of Man of Sorrows, where I uh, talked about very emotionally and raw what was going on in my life. Um, and the reason I haven't recorded a podcast in the last two months, thankfully, has nothing to do with tragedy that has unfolded in my life, but uh, quite the opposite. And today's podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Today's podcast, I would entitle... When goodness follows you. You know, in the Christian life, there's much to be said for suffering. Jesus and the apostles taught that through many tribulations, we would enter the kingdom of God. Um, Jesus warned us that the ways of following Jesus often involve the, the cross, picking up your cross daily and dying to self. If any man wishes to keep his life, to find his life, he must lose it. Um, And there's no shortage of passages about suffering in the scriptures and that suffering in difficult times are just simply a part of the normal Christian life. This happens not only to everyday people and just the everyday happenings of the world. Even the Buddha was, uh, not that I'm into Eastern religion, but even Buddha acknowledged Uh, that all of life is suffering, and there's a good deal of life that just involves suffering and tragedy and misfortune and and terrible things that happen to you, things that happen to you that seem unexplainable. Of course, there's tragedies that follow us because we do stupid things, and, and rightly so. We do bad and stupid things, and bad and stupid things happen to you. You reap what you sow, right? Karma, right? Uh, and I, I think we're all kind of familiar with concepts like that. Um, and, and, but, uh, you know, Jesus definitely made no bones about it in the Gospels and through the teachings throughout the Bible, really, in both New and Old Testament, that um, suffering is a part of our life. We live in a fallen, broken world in which things are not as they ought to be. Um, and some th- sometimes bad things happen to good people. Uh, unexplainable things seem to happen to good people, things that happen to people that they get what they don't seem they deserve. Because if you follow karma and you follow 
uh, reap what you sow principle, you would think, well, if you're always doing good things, then good things are going to always happen to you in return. Um, and that's just not true. We saw that ultimately embodied uh, in the life of Jesus, who did nothing but good. He did nothing but heal people and teach them the ways of the kingdom of God. Um, and with this podcast being recorded on the weekend of Easter, we know what happened to the greatest man in all the world. A man so good that the world crucified him and killed him um, and discarded him and treated him like he was a criminal. And he was executed. So we're familiar with this in the life of Jesus. And we can expect that as a result of following Christ, that sometimes following Christ means that even though you're out there doing good, that bad things are going to fall upon you. And not just because you're following Christ, but sometimes just because that's just our lot in life and things happen. And this, this uh, sort of paradox that we, we think about when it comes to the Christian life and being followers of God, because we, we sit there and think, well, if you're following God, good things should happen to you, right? Well, you know, we see in the book of Job in the Old Testament that Job was a righteous man, perfect and blameless, and some tragedies unfolded with Job. Some terrible things happened. He was struck with plagues and sickness and children dying and losing his fortunes and his wife becoming just inescapable um, and his friends being terrible. And so we think of Job and we think of all the bad things that happen to good people, unexplainably bad things that happen to seemingly good people. And Job never understands why Job suffers, although the book of Job lets us know there's kind of this ongoing drama behind the scenes that Job's unaware of between God and the devil. And, and we get to become aware of that, but Job is never made aware of that. And so we think of Job and we think of his patience and his sufferings and his trials and his tribulations and his three friends that just wanted to be there to explain to Job why he was suffering and giving some very worldly responses as to why Job was suffering because they couldn't understand that they were just like, Job, you must have done something wrong. You must have some, that nothing bad could happen to such a good person. You have some uncovered sin in your life. There's some terrible thing that you've done that you're just not willing to confess and own up to. And, and Job, that's why you're suffering. And so the book of Job becomes this 40-chapter rant from Job's three friends uh, who are there to help him understand why he's suffering. And we know this about the book of Job. But one thing that I don't think we think about when we think about the book of Job is actually how the book of Job ends. And I want to sit there and just read a portion of that from Job chapter 42, verse 10 onward, where it says that after all these things, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. And then, then the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. And all his brothers and all his sisters and all who had known him before came to him. And they ate bread with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversities that the Lord had brought upon him. And each one of them gave him one piece of money and each a ring of gold. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than the beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke and oxen and 1,000 female donkeys. He had seven sons and three daughters. And he named the first Jemima, and the second Keziah, and the third Karin Hapuk. In all the land, no women were 
found so fair as Job's daughters, and their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. And after this, Job lived a hundred and forty years, and he saw his sons and his grandsons, four generations. And Job died, an old man, full of his days. And not that I'm Job. <laughs> not that I'm Job. But as some goodness has followed me recently in my life, that passage just resonated in my mind. In the past two months, some, some tremendous good has happened to me. And I'll get into some of those details, and I'll leave some other details for being closer to the vest and some things that are only privy to friends and family. But in the last two months, after all that has happened in my life in the last two years, all of a sudden, at once, tremendous goodness has happened to me. And it's kind of overwhelming to think about. And I'm so thankful for it. Because I feel like all of a sudden it's like the after years of going through hell, finding out my marriage was coming to an end. That my wife, ex-wife was leaving me. To have to go through finding new housing and then finding that house wasn't adequate and that I was being forced to vacate sooner than I expected. My landlord wouldn't work with me and then I had to go somewhere else and then I ended up somewhere else and now all of a sudden this landlord wants to raise my rent 10% and going through some hard times over the last couple of years, finding some challenges at work with some things that I didn't like that were happening and just going through a lot the last couple of years, having to rebuild my life from what felt like nothing. And now, suddenly in the past two months, all at once, on the same day, I went under contract for a new house. And on the same day, a job, I received a job offer for a job that I hadn't even applied for, I didn't even know was available that I was sought out for. All these things happen to me on the very same day. New house and a new job. And I got to say, the new job thing was, I'd, I'd been praying for one. Been praying for opportunity, but I didn't know where opportunity existed because in the past year in the industry that I worked on, I, I've seen 40, 50% of the people I know at my industry mortgage industry laid off because of difficulties that exist in that industry. I'd been hanging on to the job I had, the job that, you know, it was an okay job, but it just didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be when I took it. It was a blessing to me while I had it, and I was thankful for it, and still thankful to be employed. But it just wasn't working out. And then all of a sudden, the day I go under contract for a new house, I get a new job offer on top of it. It's been overwhelming. It's been overwhelming. 
And it feels very much like the fortunes of Job. Where all of a sudden, just after a string of unfortunate things that happened to me, terrible things that happened in my life that caused me to lose sleep and to be full of anxiety and to wallow in pity and sorrow and to know what it was like to hit rock bottom, to all of a sudden to be in a place where just tremendous goodness happened to me. I almost don't even know how to receive it, and I almost feel guilty for receiving it. Because like I said, I'm in an industry where 40%, 40, 50% of my fellow co-workers have been laid off. And all of a sudden, I'm getting a promotional job opportunity at somewhere else. All of a sudden, I'm able to get everything I need to in order for my finances, buy a home in a very challenging market, and a market in which I knew that I was going to have a hard time finding a house based off my income and based off what the median house values are selling in the area and what earned interest rates are, because when I got a divorce, interest rates were close to 3%, and now they're closer to 65 and and then home values have skyrocketed, and I just thought, Lord, how, how am I going to escape this? I, I need my situation to change. And I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, just like out of the book of Job, something I didn't strive for, something that I didn't seek, it just happened to me. Just in the same way that I didn't seek for a divorce and didn't desire a divorce, and I didn't desire all that had transpired and the destruction that transpired in my life over the last couple of years and the hardships that I faced. I didn't expect this. I'm so incredibly blessed and thankful to God for his goodness. And just as David said that Psalm 23, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I've I've been at the point of my life where I've expected suffering. I've expected hardship. I've expected difficult times. I've, I've well prepared myself to embrace them and know that they are part of the Christian walk, that they are just part of being a man and being a person in this world and that life is full of ups and downs and peaks and valleys and everything in between and that it's not always good and that hardship happens, trying times happen, difficult times happen, and you don't expect them to. But just in the same way, good things can happen. I don't expect. Because goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It's not all bad. It's not all suffering. It's not all you reap what you sow. It's not all karma. It's all kindness and goodness and grace from the Lord. And I can identify with Job, because Job was able to say, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Apostle Paul was able to say, I know what it's like to abound, and I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to go through hard times. 
And I'm thankful I can also say that I know what it's like to go through good. And, you know, the Bible doesn't promise us nothing but goodness. The Bible doesn't promise any sort of prosperity gospel doctrine that, you know, that Jesus is going to make you rich and that it's all going to be okay and that you're never going to know sickness and that you're never going to know poverty and that you're never going to know hard times and that you're never going to know disaster and that you never know what it's going to be like to have your heart shattered and your dreams crushed. You're going to know those things. going to know those things. You're going to know the hard things and you should be prepared for them. They shouldn't take you by surprise when they happen because it's the common human experience. It's the ways of the followers of Jesus. And it happened to our Lord himself. The worst possible thing in the world happened to the greatest of men. I remember that on a weekend like Easter. Tribulation, dark times, peril, death. Those things happen. And like Jesus, we should embrace them when they do. Hard as that might be. The trial and tribulation come your way when you, when you walk through hell. I've talked about it before in my podcast, and I'll keep talking about it in the future. Embrace the hardship, embrace the trials, embrace the tribulation, embrace the loss, embrace the grief, embrace the darkness, embrace everything that happens. That's terrible. You know, for all the embracing of the bad, embrace the good. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to praise him no matter what is happening in my life, whether it's the good or the bad, because I see divine providence and God's hand with me through the bad times. But I also see it through the good. I'm happy to embrace both. Because both ultimately come from the hand of God. I'm recording this podcast today, one, to just give you an update on my life. I have so much going on, so many, so many good things in my life. New job, new house. I'm in the process of moving and doing all the things that happen when you move and contacting contractors and coordinating the things. And, you know, that's all the more hard to do when <laughs> it's just you. Uh, moving by yourself is not easy. You know, it's definitely easier to do when you're you're married and you have somebody else that can lend you a hand in that. Um, <laughs> don't say I miss that <laughs> part of things. Uh, but, you know, part of me wants to feel guilty knowing all that has happened to a lot of good people, a lot of good friends, people I've worked with, co-workers. Part of me is like, man, how how can I accept I didn't get laid off and I found a job that I wasn't even looking for. And here it is. I get on LinkedIn every day and it's a bloodbath of people that I've worked for in my industry that are without jobs. And part of me is like, you know, how how can I not how can I accept this in, in such a time? But, you know, I've received some encouragement from some of those same people. They're like, no, be happy with what's happened in your life. 
accept it and receive it. And you know, as difficult as that might be, I'm going to embrace it just in the same way I've embraced tragedy when it's befallen me. Because all the things that happen in our life, God is ultimately in the mix. Jesus' name, Emmanuel, God with us. That means God with us in the bad times. That means God with us in the good times. And just as God is taking care of the sparrow and his eye is on the sparrow, his eye is on me. I rejoice in that. I rejoice in that knowing that that God works all things for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes in Christ Jesus. And that God is glad to give us good things because he is a good, good father. And you know, I was sitting there thinking about this, about the goodness of God. And, and well, I was like sitting there thinking, you know, I've never even thought about the, the word goodness. And you know what that exactly means because it's 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 kind of one of those vague iffy words and i decided to drill down and look into some bible dictionary type stuff and and, and things like that and and try to get a better understanding of the technical meaning of goodness and you know i saw all sorts of things that you know in spite of all the definitions that i was supplied for in like bible dictionaries of hebrew and greek words concerning goodness like you know being loving kindness and and things of this nature and being fortunate and and things that benefit you and and things of that nature there's there was just this sense that when i looked up the word of the definition of goodness that i was just still not satisfied with any of those definitions and that's the beautiful thing about words is sometimes words especially when we try to describe things of god Words just don't sometimes, words just sometimes aren't adequate. Definitions aren't always adequate. Because there's something about the mystery of God and, and understanding the nature and character of God that sometimes words just don't do. We try to give words to things and, and try to give definitions to things. And, and there's a place and time for some of that stuff, you know, as guy that's been to Bible college and seminary, like more than happy to drill down into technical things about the things of God and theology and philosophy and what we think about things. But you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know about you, but Taste is not something you really define through words, is it? <laughs> Taste is an experience. Taste is something that excites you and gets all in your taste buds and works through your central nervous system to fire off some things in your brain to just make you like, ooh, I like that. And we use a word like good because... There just is no other word to describe it. <laughs> That's all we can come up with. Good is just another word for wow. It's amazing. And as it is that way with food, like last night I decided 
to make myself a pizza for dinner. Made it from scratch using my mom's secret family recipe that she learned 50 years ago from some Italian guy in a restaurant in Chicago. And something that uh, has been kept alive in my family, that a recipe she taught me. And I decided to make homemade pizza, made my own pizza dough, and, and made my own pizza sauce, and topped it with pepperoni, and bacon, and mushrooms, and jalapenos. Maybe not your toppings, but my God. <laughs> Lord, sweet baby Jesus, and some some mozzarella cheese, and some Parmesan cheese, and some Raggiano, and freshly grated, and I made a pizza last night, and oh my goodness, the pizza was one of the best pizzas I've ever made. It was so deeply satisfying, and it caused all the taste buds in, in my mouth to explode, and it caused all the things in my mind to go, wow, and I even, I even took a picture of it and put it on Facebook, and and people were like, ooh, and ah, and drooling them, licking their phones because they thought it just looked so good. Uh, and it was good. Goodness of God's like that. It's something you have to experience, and it's something that you recognize, and you sit there and think, man, I want me another slice of that. Just like you eat a pizza, and you're just like, man, I want another slice of that pizza. Allow me to experience that. And that's what I'm experiencing now in the season of life that I am now. And like I said, I have some other good things that I'm, I'm not willing to talk about, that I'm willing to keep a little closer to the vest. But man, things I thought I could share and the things that I have shared with many others, it's just like, man, God's been good to me. God has been good to me. I'm so thankful for the kindness and the grace and the special season that I'm in. And that it's not all bad and that it's not all suffering and that it's not all terrible. That even now on this side of eternity, God wants us to experience as a foretaste of the things to come. Things to come in the, the time in which the kingdom of heaven covers the world from one sea to another. In which truth and life reign forever. In which we experience the fullness of that kingdom and the resurrection and the ages to come and the glories to come. And all that Christ has prepared for those that love him. I'm thankful that in this life, we get to experience some of that in the here and now. Not in this prosperity gospel sort of way. You pay all your tithes and God's just going to bless you a hundredfold and you're just going to be rich and prosperous. No, 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 no. That's a little crap. That's some bad theology. That's spoken by people who don't know Jesus and haven't lived enough life to know any better. <laughs> So don't get carried away in any of that, and I'm not going to get carried away in any of that. But all I'm here today to share is God is good, and He loves us. And we know that God is good because that is who God is in and of Himself, but we all know that God is primarily good through the demonstration of Jesus Christ on the cross and His death, burial, and resurrection. 
that the ultimate goodness of God was manifest to all the world. And through that sacrifice of Christ on the cross for our sins, for our well-being, for our wholeness, and all that the cross and his resurrection ultimately implies for our lives, there is goodness and mercy that follows us all the days of our life. There's joy, there's gladness. There's wonderful things, pleasures at the right hand of God forevermore. I'm just thankful to God and just thought I'd get on this podcast here today to let everybody know what's going on and, and just to share some of the good things in my life. Again, my time is busy right now. New job, new house, the process of moving, process of in going through some other good things in my life that are just tremendous. And I may not be able to record next week. I, I don't know. It's very week to week. I, I hope I can record next week. But if not, I'll be back soon and I'll be back to my weekly podcast schedule as soon as I can, as soon as some things calm down. But I just want everybody to know it's it's all good in my life right now. And I'm thankful for that. And I hope whatever you're going through right now, you may be going through hard times. I just hope I can comfort you with my story and my testimony to share and the goodness of God towards me. Embrace where you're at, wherever you're at. But know that sorrow and sighing will flee. That goodness and mercy can follow you all the days of your life. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 184, When Goodness Follows. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com, and be sure to share this podcast with friends and family and people you know that are going through hard times and uh, you know allow them to hopefully be encouraged by the grace that I'm receiving. Um, I hope this podcast can become a blessing to you as well as others. If you haven't had the opportunity to subscribe to this podcast yet, go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and find your favorite way to subscribe. You can subscribe through Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon, Google, and all the different ways you can get your podcast. If you haven't had a chance to leave a good, glowing five-star review, go to places like Apple and Spotify and leave your review of this podcast so that other people can hopefully discover it and be encouraged and how good this podcast has been for you. <laughs> so everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. <laughs>